come up. Patrick, we just got back from Bethesda. Yeah, we did. We saw the evil within. Give me your I thoughts. I know. It's, I didn't. I really wish they didn't ask me about the evil within myself. I <laughs> haven't had to confront it in a long time. But apparently, it looks like Resident Evil Four, yeah. Silent Hill, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. Yes. It had like the the mental asylum and dingy industrial corridors of a Silent Hill. Yeah, and like the, you know, constantly the game is like tricking you like yeah. you're walking down a corridor and then like there's they kind of take a cue from the shining with like mm. a rush of blood and yep. then suddenly you're in a different corridor flash to a cleaner hallway with nothing in it yeah yeah so it seems to be mixing a lot of uh elements from uh shinji mikami's previous games but then yeah. also taking some pretty serious cues from from other stuff right uh, that's it wasn't there. it wasn't until that stuff started happening that it really clicked for me before that it felt like a, a pretty should we use the term bog standard well, he's you uh, like I mean sort of survival. Well, you know, it was like it was a lot of sneaking around a, a giant chainsaw wielding maniac and running from him. Yeah, and like he's done that before, yeah. right? Like I mean, so that's that's not entirely a new enemy type from from Shinji Mikami, and they like didn't get into it too much. But like there was one bit where the the player character tosses a bottle to distract the guy, but yeah. it didn't. It wasn't super clear if that is like a regular occurrence. Like I didn't see any like icon show up. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's it, it doesn't strike me as a game that is going to be as earth shattering as Resident yeah, Evil Four. Definitely not. To be fair, if one if if you get one game like that in your career, yeah, like totally. you have you have earned your place in video game history. Sure. So to like saddle Shinji Mikami with making another one of those yeah, games yeah. like seems uh, a little crazy. But if you're for someone like me who's just like I'm just glad that he's making another survival horror game. Like it seems like he's not treading especially new ground but the ground that he's going back to like seems like it's going to be pretty good i forget the phrasing but they said something at the beginning about we want to go back to the core of survival horror i don't know if they're using that in the raw mechanical sense of ammo will be super scarce yeah, i don't know what that and, means because like that save points will be infrequent or what that's going to do but yeah that term is like been that's a lot of changed yeah. a lot it's uh, a lot of things to a lot of people at this point since it was originally conceived and also wasn't super accurate like it doesn't survival horror doesn't really say anything as much as like yeah. like you can't tell a non-hardcore game player that term and they'd be like oh I get what, I get what that means sure um, so exactly what, what that means like yeah if it is like barely any ammo barely any save points like that's that could be kind of exciting uh, you um, can move and shoot like it, it looks like it plays like a standard third person shooter yeah. it's not it's not like the you know you have to stand still while you're shooting stuff like RE4 yeah I was a little I was a little disappointed that the game you know it's hard to say it's an E3 demo maybe they're trying to like show the but like there was a, a villager sequence which was like yeah. eerily similar to like a sequence in, in Resident Evil 4 right. where uh, the, the main enemy type they showed other than the chainsaw guy was you know some weird fucked up creature that acted like the villagers of RE4 yeah. which is like they're slow, they're yep. lumbering, you hit them in the kneecaps and like they fall to the ground. Yep. yep, I mean they even move like the Ganados from floor. And you're in the in the middle of this house and you've got a was it mine traps, which yeah. is like you set those up against the windows and those explode as as guys come in. But like, there were a couple of sequences early in RE four where it was really harrowing back then because yeah. no one had done a set piece like that. Right. Uh, but as soon as you saw like a bunch of villagers with pitchforks and and, and and torches was kind of like oh, okay well you've done this before so it's um, yeah the all the, the all the playing with what's real what's not real stuff that they're doing seems like it gives them a lot of leeway to come up with some kind of imaginative that's, situations that's to what, yeah really put your back against the wall so I'm more interested in that sort of stuff than like I know Mikami can make like really solid gameplay so it's more <laughs> if he's dipping into the psychological stuff like yeah. if 
what that ends up being. Uh, they showed like very brief glimpses of enough that I'm like, all right, I'm in. Like yeah. that's yeah, that totally. is my I'll, type of game. I'll play it for sure. Like it didn't blow my mind, but it looked good and solid. Yeah. Uh, they also had the new Wolfenstein, the new Order. They did. Uh, I'm not sure what to think of that. Uh, the sequence, they showed two sequences. One was um, very much in, you know, like, this was it Machine Games? Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a bunch like of ex-Starbury guys. Like, Starbreeze was, like, you know, famous for, like, a real commitment to first person yeah. and, like, having you do a lot of really weird, interesting things there. Uh, so the introductory sequence was that you're, you know, you're BJ on this... Nazi train, and I guess you're masquerading as a waiter. Like you've Something got like, like coffee that. and stuff like that, and you're asked to sit down and kind of play this game about yeah, whether to prove you're like a a pure a pure blood pure Aryan. Um, and and this stuff's cool. Because I thought that yeah, I thought that scene played out really well, and the and the, the kind of the crusty old Nazi uh, sort of battalion female battalion commander. Yeah, seemed and like seemed like she was a little a little dangerous, you know. I thought there was there was some tension there. The, and like the way that the sequence plays out is, uh, she's got these cards, like these were kind of like you're given the impression up front are tarot cards that she's gonna put down, and then you as the player get to choose between the two. Like you're interacting in during the scene, and she said she like warns you up front, don't don't pick up the gun. Right. And but you can still pick up the gun. You could, like, it, it still it, gives you a prompt. Yeah, there is the a prompt that you could pick it up, or Completed. you can choose the uh, one of the two cards. Yeah. And then in the sequence, the, the the guy running the demo picks one of the cards, and she goes, ha-ha, they were vacation photos. Yeah. But, like, I wonder I wonder either if you go for the gun, and then, like, they just kind of slap your hand away, and it doesn't actually change the scene, or if, like, you'll have any sort of agency over that stuff changing. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't I didn't expect to agree with Jeff, but I agree with Jeff that the characterization of BJ is a little flat. Like it's it just weird. It didn't seem like there was a whole lot going on there. They they seem to like it's kind of serious or like they're playing with serious subject, but they want to have like a Duke Nukem type yeah, character. Yeah, it's like they can't decide quite which direction to go with that. <laughs> Gritted teeth, go big or go home. <laughs> Yeah, like that. Broken concrete, screaming Nazis, pretty as a postcard. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know where they're going with that stuff. it feels yeah. all over the place. No, we, we both played it. Uh, and the, game, it, the it gunplay fine. is fine, but like the moment they switched to showing us the gunplay, it was like flashbacks to every other shooter yeah. like I've seen. Like They have a couple of neat tricks. Like They have that one uh, weapon that doubles as like, uh, like you a can, cutting torch. You can cut through like uh, cover, yeah. and like that, you were using that to get around the environment, and you were also using that... Not in what we saw, but I've seen it used to like create. So you, you know, you can behind cover, op- make an opening, and like use that to shoot guys. So yeah. that's sort of interesting. Yeah, but and there's like you got to a part where we could shoot out a glass walkway and have guys drop down stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and but like they're making a lot of teases of going to the moon, which yeah. like that that sounds that could be pretty cool. But yeah. I, I can't tell if like this is goofy Wolfenstein or serious Wolfenstein yeah. or and the, and just the gun stuff like seems very proficient, but like it. It can't trade on that to keep me interested. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I came, I came out of that demo kind of. I need to see more. Yeah. I don't know. Like they, they haven't sold me on it. Like again, it's ex Starbreeze guys. So, like I, I, I have faith that they'll do some interesting things. But the, the demo that they showed was not, was not really enough for me. Yeah. And then at the end, they snuck in. Yeah, well, this goes online. <laughs> they seem to know. They, they sort of apologetically said, like, three times, like, we're not going to give a big, long presentation. We're not going to keep you here. Because last year was 45 minutes yeah, long or yeah. something absurd like that. 
Um, I think they seem to know that people who are interested in that game will come to see it, but they shouldn't like force everybody into it. And I will say, like they're smart from their perspective, even though it makes no impact on me. Uh, it's to really be pushing this first-person mode. Yeah, I was going to say, they showed some footage of that, and I was like, yeah, you know what, I would try that. I would yeah. try it just to see how much they approximate the Elder Scrolls experience Yeah, yeah. in, in an MMO. And like but, that, like the first, like if they can get that to feel, like it's never going to feel as solid as like a custom-built first-person game. Yeah. But like if they, because I remember last year when they talked about it, they were like, ah, it's kind of something we're messing around with, and then it, the reaction to it was like, oh, Jesus, like we need, this has to be yeah. in the game. This has to be like yep. a centerpiece way to play the game. It yep. cannot be like, oh, something that comes six months later. Like yep. this seem, they seem to have found their gateway. Like the idea of just an Elder Scrolls MMO does not seem to have caught fire with people. Right. But the idea of like a first person yep. getting more to the core gameplay of what you're used to, like it's smart for them. Like they should really yeah. push that angle. It, it, like I said, it worked on me when it's I enough saw to, it. It's enough that like, all right, maybe I'll play that 30 day window. Sure, or, or sure. Something or at like least that. try the beta when it comes out. Um, uh, all that said, the, the version on the show floor does not have the first person view. In no, it, no, which I is mean, a shame. No, I mean every, everything I've read about it is that, like that is that is something that is iteratively in development. Um, it's just my, you know, yeah. They should they should make that stuff work because I think yeah. that's the only thing that's going to get guys like us who are so disenchanted with the idea of an MMO. They need something like that yep. uh, to hook us in. But sure, that's all. That's yep. all they had. Kind of kind of quiet Bethesda. from yep. from Bethesda. No, no Fallout. No, yeah, yeah. No, no, no BGS game. No ID game. Um, sort of some other newer studios doing some stuff. I mean, this QuakeCon year. is later this summer. Yeah, that's true. So I, I doubt we would hear from Todd Howard there, but maybe we would hear from. Carmack, you yeah. know, they, there's certainly a lot of like, what the hell is going on at that studio? Yep. Genuine surprise, at least for myself, that like they have two two companies are using id tech, yeah. like Evil Within and especially a Japanese developer using id tech. That's kind of, I would have loved to talk to Mikami about what it's like to develop on that engine. Yeah, like it's like that's the the apocryphal history of id is that they lost the engine licensing business because they didn't feel like supporting their engines. You know, it's like yeah. Unreal or Epic did all the developer support so imagine what it's like if you don't even speak the language that is you know that the I mean like Epic set up an entire Japanese office in order to make that stuff work so I wonder if Bethesda has like kind of required it to start doing some like that's like engine support for these other studios like like without knowing anything this is like zero informed speculation but like you start to wonder like all right Rage really underperformed like it can't write their own ticket anymore was is this just way of like Bethesda like trying to Jesus, what can we get out of this studio? Like, yeah. hopefully, maybe, you know, because, like, the, the game studios is not in a situation to spread their tech right. outside of their studio. Like, they, maybe they could barely use their tech themselves. <laughs> yeah, so, like, maybe this is just a way of, like, what else can we get out of id? Sure. I mean, who knows? Like I mean, this, it's, this becomes the frostbite of, of, of Bethesda maybe, or Cinemax. Yeah. yeah, and if that works uh, for them, great. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, that's just, yeah, that's a really fascinating footnote with yep. that stuff. But. Other than that, yeah, that yeah, was, was that was Bethesda. All right, back to you three.